Welcome to the Lou Blakely Show. You're in the right place if you're a service provider who is ready to transition into a more freedom-based business model with digital products. In this podcast, I share with you a unique combination of launch strategy, energetics, and mindset to create true, long-lasting success. It's time to ditch the burnout for good, create the business that you truly want, and share it with the world. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is all about how to transition from your service provider based business to a digital product or online course based business. So I predominantly work with people who are providing services online in some way who also have online courses or have an interest in reducing their client load and gaining more of the revenue from leveraged revenue streams such as an online course or other digital product. So if someone comes to me wanting help with digital products and they don't have one yet or they're struggling to transition, one of the things that I want to know first is, and I think this is a question that you need to ask yourself as well if you are attracted to the idea of creating digital products, do you still want to continue doing your client work whether that's a done-for-you type model or maybe it's private coaching, do you want to continue doing that and then have an online course or multiple online courses or digital products as additional revenue streams to the base of your business that you've already created? So is that you? Or are you really in that create-your-life-and-business-by-design mode And you actually want to stop trading time for money altogether. So your end goal is to have none of that. And maybe not your end goal, maybe your in six months, in three months goal. So you want your digital products to be your primary way of making money. So knowing where you fit between these two, like if you ask yourself these two questions and actually figure out which one resonates with you the most... So knowing this before you start making a plan, before you start getting strategic is the key because it means that you've got an extra layer of intention. You can make decisions a lot faster because you know exactly what you want and it means it's a simpler process to create strategies, do your planning and then action what you're going to, what you need to. So if you've chosen the first one where you want to continue on with your business model but simply add on a digital product for extra revenue and you're 100% sure on this, then there's not really a transition needed. It's more of simply finding the time for an extra project. But if you want the second one, where you really are at the end of the road with your client-based model, and you'd like to create a digital product to get your time and freedom back, and this is the most common I've found, definitely, then there's more decisions to make. So how... Do you actually want to make this transition? How is a service provider who has primarily made money to date by providing services where you are getting paid for your time, how do you shift to a model where you can serve many people at once, therefore creating more leverage and a much more passive income stream, allowing more time freedom, location freedom, whatever it is that you're after, how do you actually do that transition without completely cutting off your income and having nothing while you build up your online course side of the business. Okay, so that's really what this episode is all about. So if this is you, you do really want to 
put an end to that time for money exchange. Um, you've hit the end of the road with your freelance or agency. You've realized you don't want to be a people manager and that was the only way to scale in that model. You're definitely not alone. And I recommend that you grab out a pen and paper and write some notes because I have some strategies that you can use to actually shift from one to the other. But first, there is actually two ways of doing this. The first is to burn the boats and go all in. So this means that you literally don't have a backup plan. Uh, you pull up on the beach, you burn the boat so there's no going back, and you go to war. So I think the story of pulling up on the beach and burning the boats so you can't go back and you go to war to conquer the land in front of you, I think this story comes from Christopher Columbus, one of his escapades around the world, but I've also heard that it's not true. <laughs> um, the history books aren't always right, but you get the gist. So this is really based on your personality like what kind of person are you does this really inspire you motivate you to move forward as fast as possible where you know you have to make money ASAP is that going to be kind of the motivation to really make it happen straight away so it's definitely for those of you who don't do things by halves uh, this is also probably right for you if maybe you have health issues maybe you're really burnt out like I was when I had left my service-based business and you know, maybe you are actually at a natural state to actually progress, move on to the next one. Like I know when I was hitting this phase, I was not only burnt out, but I was also moving from New Zealand to Australia. I was actually shutting my New Zealand business down and opening one in Australia. So it seemed like the perfect kind of segue into my new business model. And I didn't need to continue servicing clients in the background. However, there could be anything going on for you. Maybe you've had a baby, that kind of thing, and it's just the perfect opportunity to really pivot. Um, and you know that you can pivot fast. Okay, another reason why this may be the best idea is if you have been working away at your service-based business for a year or two, and it's not really bringing you much success anyway. Maybe you've really tried to get clients, you've got some, you feel like you're slogging it out, but you're not really making any money, Um yeah, maybe it's, you just haven't hit the success that you wanted and you've realized, hmm, this isn't for me. It just feels awful and hard and out of alignment and I want to do courses instead. So if that's you, then definitely burning the boats is the right option. So this burn the boats approach works really well for some people. I've put myself in this camp. It's like the sink or swim approach. If you're a go all in type, this likely resonates with you. If you struggle to manage multiple different things at once, this may be the better option. It may be much quicker. If you're really out of alignment with your client work and it's not really bringing in much profit anyway, then this is actually for you. When you're first starting out with digital products, it can take a little bit of time to get your offer right so that people are really attracted to it and buying it, therefore making decent revenue from it. So I do really recommend to have something in the background to at least pay your living expenses I know for me, this was income from our Airbnb property, which wasn't a lot, but it was enough for me to live on and it took very little time from me. It could be that you just keep one well-paying client on the books, but you no longer take on new clients and you actually remove any talk of that kind of old service providing <laughs> that you used to do. You remove that from social media, so you're no longer talking about it and you take it off your website as well. But you have that one well-paying client in the background that's really giving you that stability during this time. 
Another option is that you could actually get a part-time job, even if it's just 10, 5 to 10 hours a week, to fill the gap. Um, you can definitely find opportunities right now that are online work from home. There are, there's definitely a demand if you've got some kind of skill set, particularly in the online space. So the idea is that you just have something so you're not fully coming from scarcity. We do not want that. Now, maybe the burn the boats thing feels really irresponsible to you and it's not something that you even want to entertain. And that is fine because the second and the most common option is to start creating and selling your online course while you're still managing clients. Now, here's where we get to the strategic part. So I've noticed that this is where most people sit. Most people do want that security or they're not quite sure they want to see how the digital product thing plays out before they go all in. And, you know, maybe you want to create an online course to start with to get it all set up and see the potential, see the revenue coming in before you'll commit to actually reducing your client load, which is definitely understandable. The thing is, this really has to be managed well so that you can actually follow through on your vision of creating much more freedom in your life while also still making excellent money, probably even more so once you're really in it. Um, but I do see a lot of people getting stuck because the client work does take a lot of energy. I know this, I have done it. Um, it can feel like you're at the beck and call of clients. Like there is, it is time consuming and it does require so much energy from you. And if you do not create the space and the boundaries to go all in on also spending time on the more freedom-based leverage side of your business then you are going to struggle to actually see success in the long run. So let's talk about three ways that you can actually successfully make the transition happen so that in six months, a year, two years, you've got a really amazing revenue stream coming in from digital products and you no longer have to do the done-for-you work. So how do you get started? So really... You need to create a vision and then align your time with your priorities. And this is what these three tips are all about. Because most often, if you've decided that online courses are for you, the biggest barrier to actually achieving this lifestyle that digital products bring, of having more time, helping multiple people at once, and creating financial freedom without being glued to your desk or being on the clock, is going to be time. So as service providers, and I know this firsthand, you are often at the beck and call of your clients. It's highly time consuming and you're working to deadlines a lot of the time, which means often that your stuff gets put on the back burner. So you're busy, you've still got to have a life outside of your work, of course, and you've also got to manage your energy levels. So how are you meant to find the time to add an online course into the mix too? Here's how. So tip number one, evaluate your clients. So this is a process that I want you to go through with each and every client that you're currently helping. So grab a piece of paper or open a document and write out the name of every single client on your piece of paper. Now you, the things that you need to find out are what are you charging them each month? What work are you delivering for that? And then you need to know how much time does that take you? From this, you're going to start getting a pretty good idea. Now, another thing to add in is, do you pay anyone else to perform that work? So maybe you outsource some of the delivery of that work, maybe to a graphic designer or a copywriter or a VA or something like that. 
So how many hours are they actually charging you as a subcontractor? Then what's the hourly rate? Like, what are you paying them per hour? And then after you've figured out all of that, what's the profit that you're making per hour of the time that that subcontractor is spending on their work? Are you making a profit on that? Is there a margin built in for you? Does that person that you're outsourcing to, have you given them a time budget that they need to stick to? So this will all help you work out your profit per client. So which clients are bringing in the profit and which ones aren't? Instantly, you're going to get some amazing insights here. And this is actually probably an exercise that you should do regardless of whether or not you're doing the course thing. Okay, it's because you'll see very quickly which clients are costing you and which ones are actually worthwhile. Now, I know this may seem basic, but it is amazing that most people do not know this. And yes, some of our clients in a service-based business model can actually be costing us money rather than making us money once we take into consideration all the hours that we're spending. Maybe we've got, we are sub- subcontracting some of it out, but we haven't given that person a time budget and they're spending like 10 hours of work and wanting 10 hours pay for something that you've actually only got budget in the contract for five hours for them. So you have to be very clued up on exactly where your money is going. Now, the second tip is to realign these clients. So now that you know who's profitable and who isn't, it's time to take some action. So ask yourself this, who are you making good money from as it is right now? So these clients become your star clients and maybe they already are. The next question is, who do you really want to keep working with? So if you have a client that you love working with, but you're not making any or much money from them, but you really love them, you love helping them, then it's time to increase your prices for them so that it becomes profitable. Or maybe create a new package that suits them better where you can remove some of the extra stuff that you were doing that wasn't actually making you any money. Quite often I find like when it comes to increasing prices... People are not that keen to do it. But also ask yourself, how many years has it actually been since you've done this anyway? I find women in business, and personally I know it can be quite hard to increase our prices. It's something that we feel like we need to put off because we're scared that they'll leave. But in this case, if you already know that they're not making you any money, you can kind of release that attachment anyway. So if they say yes or no, it doesn't really matter. Okay, so ideally they accept your new fees they now become profitable clients, which means that you can keep them and you keep working with them while you work on your online courses and other digital products and still help with their work as well. So if they don't want to pay your new fees, it's totally okay, but just realize that unprofitable clients are really stopping you from moving forward with your own dreams here. So sometimes you need to cut the cords to get to where you want to go. So another question I want you to ask yourself is who have you identified in your client list is not making you any money and you also don't enjoy working with them. So it really is time to cut these ones loose. So you're not making any profit from them and you don't enjoy working with them. So they're really expensive clients to have and most likely costing you a lot of energetic space too. Managing clients takes a lot of energy. I definitely know that for sure. So let them know that you'll be finishing up. 
Give them plenty of notice, of course, and possibly even give them a few names of people that can help them going forward. You can also offer these people to keep working with them, but include them in the price increase. I have to say, if you already have this energy where you don't really enjoy working with them, it's probably not very likely that they're going to go for your new prices and you move on and so do they. Because you've got new dreams now and you've got goals to smash. So I have recently had a client go through this process and she had some big awakenings. So she realized after she got all these numbers together, which did take a little bit of time to gather the information, she realized that a lot of her clients were bringing in a very small profit or in some cases no profit at all. Yet she was spending hours of her week each week managing these clients, making sure that these clients were served in the best possible way. And one thing that she actually identified was costing her a lot of money here was that she had a virtual assistant who was helping her fulfill a lot of these services, like the actual done-for-you work. But she had never given that assistant a time budget per client. So she was getting a bill from her assistant of like a big lump sum, but she had no insight or idea into how much was getting spent on which client. So therefore she couldn't really figure out who was profitable and who wasn't. Then she asked her assistant to start tracking this stuff and she saw within a month that there was, in many cases, a lot of her clients she was making such a small profit from. This was an insight that she did not have. She was operating from this point where I have to keep doing this, I have to keep doing that because I've got these clients, I serve these clients kind of thing and I'm just going to keep doing that because it's what is paying me. But at the end of the day when she broke it down on a per-client basis they actually weren't profitable or very small profit, yet she was wondering why she didn't have enough time to focus on the digital product side of the business. Now, in this case, it's not like the assistant was doing anything wrong, but it is our job as the leader of our service-based business to set out the scope and time to be spent on any project we outsource. So if you are outsourcing projects, just a wee side tip, definitely give that person a time budget. How much time do you expect them to work on that? When that hasn't happened or that boundary or guideline has not been given, then it really does become a free-for-all. And I have to say I learned this lesson the hard way as well. Anyway, back to my client. Then she looked at the hours that she was spending on communication, managing the accounts, on project management between everyone. I mean, that stuff takes time and it can be really exhausting. And helping out actually with things here and there to make sure that the service was provided it really opened her eyes to what the reality was. So from there, she was actually able to make an informed decision that she was actually going to burn the boats instead, rather than keep managing this transition. Because it actually made financial sense for her to focus on the side of the business that was actually starting to bring in money, but used a lot less of her energy, and she actually loves teaching that kind of thing. So she decided that she was going to burn the boats and that she was going to keep one client on who was profitable, like a higher-end client, and then change all her messaging and her website to her new products so that in the future, there's no done-for-you offered to anyone. 
So just a side note on this client that I did want to make sure that you're aware of, she's been working with me for a while now, so already has momentum with the digital product side of things. So I say that to illustrate that you don't have to make this decision right at the start. I mean, it definitely helps if you can, but it can be an iterative process as you move through that process of starting to create digital products. And then at some point, when do you realize that you can drop your service-based clients? So for her, that was just recently. And, you know, I really love when people come to this realization by themselves, when they do the numbers and it can be quite gutting in a way when you realize that you're losing money on clients that you have really gone over and above to serve. Um, But it can change your entire life once you get to that point because you really know, okay, this is serving me, this isn't, let's move on with the stuff that I really want to do. So the third tip, so, so far we have, you know, figuring out the profit from the clients and then the second tip is realigning your clients. So deciding on who you want to move forward with, who you want to leave behind, that kind of thing. Do you need to raise your prices? Okay. The third tip is to then, once you've done all of this, to theme your days. So now you're really clear on what work you do want to continue with because it's valuable work for you to be doing because it's serving both you and your client. It's time to really make the most of your time. So I know for a fact that my business changed when I started theming my days. So this means that you're doing like tasks together. This can increase your focus and also make the most of your time. So for me, I started doing this by putting aside Mondays and I call them marketing Mondays. So this was the day that I created all my content. I wrote social posts, that kind of thing. Did any kind of promotions, created landing pages, sales pages, that kind of thing. And then I also tried my best and this did not always entirely work based on when my coaching clients were available, but I would just do coaching on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So they were my coaching days and I would have quite a few calls on those days rather than having like them spread out throughout the week. So for you, this might look like the time that you're actually doing client work. If you have a done for you model or you're seeing clients in person, however your business is set up. And then if I'm in creation mode and I'm actively building a product, like a digital product, then I'll dedicate an entire day a week or even maybe two out of that week to that. So that would usually be a Tuesday or a Friday for me, or maybe I want to have Friday off, which is also nice. Um, You also need some time for like your CEO duty. So that's the time that you need to look over your numbers, review your goals, um, do any admin as well. So those are the ways that I have personally themed my days and you can really make this work for you. The key thing is, is that you're saving so much time by putting like tasks together and you also set really firm boundaries around when you are available for client work and when you're not. And also don't forget to schedule in time off because that is key. I know that I personally need a lot of space in order to be creative, like more space than the whole nine to five workday conditioning that we've all had really allows for. I know that that model does not work for me creatively, so I really need to schedule in a lot of downtime as well. So if you theme your days, it also means that on those days that you are producing stuff, whether that's your marketing, then you really need to get in the zone. So 
how do we get in the zone? We stop checking our emails and we stop sitting there with our inbox open. Now, I know when you have a service-based business that this can be your kind of default mode where you're always on, you're always in reaction mode, you're always waiting for emails, or you've always got a pile-up of emails of people that expect to hear from you now. Okay, so let's set some boundaries around these. So I recommend that you schedule in time in the mornings and afternoons where you check in on your inbox maybe 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes maybe at like 5pm or something. And the same with social media. Nothing good happens when you have these open all day. And even if you're not theming your days and not creating a course, then I think we would all be amazed at how much time this stuff actually takes out of our lives. And we can get way more strategic and put boundaries in place so that's not the case but we are the ones that have to action that in summary here's what you need to figure out so you need to know if you're ready to give up your service-based business for good so that you're no longer trading time for money and you want to experience more freedom or maybe you quite like your current business model and you'd like to add on a digital product so which one of those do you fit into so if you, are, if you are keen to reduce your service-based work or maybe get rid of it altogether, then are you going to burn the boats completely or are you going to transition across to the digital product-based business slowly so that you can keep your income high while you do so? So if that's you, just having that intention is very powerful because it means that you are able to then get strategic as to how you do that. And if you've made that decision, then it's time to walk through the process where you evaluate your current clients, increase your prices, maybe get rid of some clients that aren't profitable, and then theme your days. If you do those three things, then you are well on your way and you have created the space you need to transition successfully over from a service-based business to a more freedom-based digital product-based business. So there it is, how to transition from a service-based business model to that beautiful business model that I love based on online courses and digital products. So I hope you found this episode useful. If you've got any big takeaways or you learned anything new, maybe you learned something that you're going to action straight away, then head over to Instagram and find me at louiseblakely underscore and DM me. I would love to hear what your takeaways were. So thanks for being here and I'll see you next time. Thanks course creators and go-getters, you're incredible and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about what I offer, head across to loublakely.com. See you next time.